Welcome to the Horror Movie Podcast. My name is Jack, and guess what? You downloaded this podcast willingly, or you subscribe to it. This is a great, great episode. Here's why. It's a round table discussion, a discussion slash debate, if you will, about Batman versus Superman. Now, caveat, this is a spoiler episode. We are going to spoil Batman vs. Superman for you. If you have not seen it, you need to hit pause. You need to turn your car around. Even if you're driving to work, you need to turn your car around. You need to go home. Well, actually, no, you need to go to straight to a theater, and you need to watch this movie. If it's only like 8 in the morning, you have to go to the theater, sit in the parking lot. You're going to have to wait at least probably three hours before there's a showing of Batman vs. Superman. But you're going to want to watch Batman vs. Superman before you listen to this so we don't spoil it for you. You'll be very sad whenever you miss out on Bane in this movie because we've spoiled it for you. Um, so, a couple things to talk about. The Horror Movie Podcast is going to be live on location tomorrow, April the 30th, at Lebanon Megacon. The Lebanon Megacon. Their website is LebanonMegacon.com. Um, we're going to be doing a live podcast with uh, the following other podcasts, Fanatics and the Fan. That's one podcast. And the other one's called the Worst... Sorry. sorry. It's called Worst Comic Podcast. Uh, we'll be there on location. Uh, as far as celebs that are at this uh, this event, we have uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, WWE of WWE Hall of Fame. Hacksaw Jim Duggan, beautiful Bobby Eaton, one of the best technical wrestlers of two generations ago. And you have uh, many, many comic book writers, artists, and just overall you have some um, special effects people. You have several people that have been on The Walking Dead as zombies, and then they have the makeup people that do the makeup for that show. They're going to be at this Megacon. It's going to be a lot of fun. Come out. Um, it's free to listen to their podcast. Not free to get in. I think it's $15 to get in. Yeah, check their website. Go to levinmegacon.com. Uh, also... On May the twentieth, yeah, May twentieth through May twenty second is the plant is Planet Comic Con in Kansas City, Missouri, and uh, we, the Horror Movie Podcast, is going to be hosting a panel where we're going to do a live episode on this panel of a Marvel movie. That's all I'm going to say, and uh, that's going to be on May twenty first, two thirty to three thirty at Planet Comic Con. This Comic Con, folks, has Stan Lee. It has Jenna Coleman from Doctor Who. It has Arthur Darville from Doctor Who, also from Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, he is Rip Hunter. Uh, Alan Tudyk uh, from Firefly and other things. Edward James Olmos. George Takai will be there with a creepy smile. Um, Lou Ferrigno will be there. Uh, Barbara Eden. Hello, everybody. Uh, I Dream of Jeannie. She's going to be there. Jay and Silent Bob will be there because Kevin Smith will be there. Um, the Green Power Ranger, Jason... Jason David Frank will be there. You get, you're getting the hint here, right, folks? A lot of cool people are going to be at this thing. So, with that said, Horror Movie Podcast on location, May 21st, 2.30 to 3.30 at Planet Comic Con. Also, uh, we have a special guest right now. Uh, his name is Jared Chester, and he's going to tell you a special number to call. Uh, we have a new feature, folks. It's called Horrible Movie Phone. That's right. It's Horrible Movie Phone. You will call in to this number. Jared, tell them the number. 
417-319-4677. What was that number? 417-319-4677. When you call that number, folks, you will listen you will have hear a great jingle. Then you uh, will leave a message of the worst movie you've ever seen in the theater. The most horrible movie you've ever seen in the theater. And why it was horrible. You know, a couple minutes, whatever. Having a bad day. Go ahead and get on that line and vent. That would be kind of hilarious. I will not play anything that's not rated PG on the podcast. Just going to give that caveat. So if you go on there and just go on some uh, F-bomb lace tirade, I'm probably not going to play that. Um, but, you know, it's another way you can make a connection. And that is horrible movie phone. We'll have that on Twitter. We'll have that on our website. Give it a call. It will be awesome. And you can, and we'll play your clip on an episode of the Horror Movie Podcast. Just tell us what horror movie uh, you, you think is the most horrible. All right. Um, I think that's it. At One Horrible Movie on Twitter. Uh, check us out on Facebook. Download, download us on iTunes. Uh, Revolver Podcasts. Uh, uh, RevolverPodcast.com. We are now available. I just got this straight uh, from the source. From actual Google called me again. The Google called me. Guys, if you have an Android phone and you've been looking at it thinking, man, I'd love to get that horror movie podcast on this phone as well or on some sort of a <laughs> tablet, Android tablet, uh, something Google or Windows related, it is now on Google Play. What is it? It's the Horror Movie Podcast on Google Play. You need to check us out on iTunes, Google Play. Guess what? Revolverpodcast.com for all of your Revolver Podcast Network needs. Check it out. Revolverpodcast.com. That's Revolverpodcast.com. Do it now. Do it tomorrow. Do it right now. All right. So, uh, really... You're going to enjoy Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice, the roundtable discussion on The Horror Movie Podcast, starring one, P.A. Browning, starring two, Ian Ross, starring three, Jimmy Dean, starring four, producer Phil, starring five, Jack Attack, Horror Movie Podcast. Oh, yeah, go! Um, guys, welcome. Uh, today is the Batman versus Superman, uh, quote unquote, Dawn of Justice. Uh, I, I'm going to entitle it the Round Table Discussion, even though it's more of a rectangular combined table discussion uh, panel, if you will. But we're alone here, so there's not really a audience to do a panel with. But this is a round table discussion. Uh, we have uh, some extreme. Extreme uh, super geniuses when it comes to uh, comic books. We have uh, some great minds here uh, today in this roundtable discussion. Uh, we're just going to start. Um, we're going to introduce people. Introduce people uh, off off to my right. Uh, we have P. A. Browning. Hello. Uh, we have Jimmy Dean. Howdy, howdy. We have producer Phil Phil Sousa. Hey. And we have uh, Doctor of Style uh, Ian Ross. Yeah, how's it going, everybody? Okay, uh, that's our introduction. Smooth talker. Um, it was very creepy. Um, <laughs> um, first of all, just like any episode of the Horrible Movie Podcast, we are going to... I'm going to start out uh, 
going over some deets. Time for some details. Uh, Batman versus Superman. Directed by Zack Snyder. Uh, he did 300. Uh, what else has he done, guys? Watchmen. Ooh, very yeah. good. Yeah. Also written by Frank Miller. Correct. He likes Frank Miller. He does like Frank Miller. He loves Frank Miller. 300 was written by Frank Miller, too. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Also, <laughs> du- DuckTales the Movie was also written Duck by Duck Tales the Movie. Yes. Fantastic. That's a lie. <laughs> um, you already said Men of Steel, right? And he he did Man of Steel yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. He, did, so, he did. Sorry, yeah. I mean, he's he's kind of responsible for kind of launching the DC multiverse. I mean, the um, cinematic universe that like the Marvels had this thing unlocked, and they're trying it with Zack Snyder kind of leading things. They right. kind of gave him the helm. Uh, Christopher Nolan's long for the ride a little bit too. Um, produced by Charles Roven and Deborah Snyder. I'm assuming that Deborah and Zack are, if nothing else, uh, related by maybe marriage. I should have figured that out earlier. Yeah, there. <laughs> uh, Chris Terrio was written by Chris Terrio and David Goyer, who David Goyer, he does lend some credibility to it because he did uh, the Batman basically reboot. I hate saying reboot stuff, but kind of reboot stuff because once we got rid of the 97 Mr. Freeze and the yeah. gang, we he's had to reboot much... it. So David Goyer is part of that Christopher Nolan uh Yeah, he's, he's kind of DC's go guy for, for writers. He's kind of the it man, I think, for them. Um, source material, obviously, DC Comics, starring, and I'm just going to list people off in credited order. Ben Affleck, Henry Cavill, uh, who has great abs, and um, that's about all I'm going to say. My wife really thinks Henry Cavill is great. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, and it's makes me sad because my abs aren't <laughs> I have abs they're just not as good as Henry Cavill Amy Adams Jesse Eisenberg who we'll talk about him in a bit um, Diane Lane Lawrence Fishburne who is one of my favorite actors I really do I love Lawrence Fishburne Jeremy Irons who does a good job of filling in uh, as as Alfred Holly Hunter who who her accent is it's an accent, and it's re- that's her real voice in this character. Oh, it's really? so thick of an it accent. It's unbelievable. Isn't it weird? It was painful. It's odd. Yeah. Like, but that, that's every painful. movie she, Holly Hunter's been in. Yeah. That's her accent. Uh, and then Gal got, got it. Get out. Got to have it. Got it. I've yeah. always assumed it. Godot, but is it not Godot? I don't know. Yes? Anybody? I sure. thought it was Godot, but that's... Uh, yeah. uh, who's great? She does a very good job in this movie. Yeah. Music yeah. by Hans Zimmer and... Junkie XL. Junkie XL. <laughs> Whatever that is. Cinematography by Larry Fong. Fong, 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 Larry Fong. <laughs> and uh, edited by David Brenner. Again, DC. Uh, release dates. Uh, the overseas dates were uh, released earlier than the United States dates, which I, that always bugs me for some reason. Anyway, March 19th uh, for international. And then here, get in the good, in the good old USA, uh, March twenty fifth, two thousand sixteen. Uh, budget two hundred fifty million dollars, and it made a healthy, and still making money, eight hundred twenty seven million dollars. As of the time of recording, As it, of, it will get more than that. Yes, it will. Yeah. Get, it should get more. Um, that's really it for details. Um, who do we discuss? Would like to do thirty second synopsis. Any volunteers? Who's seen it more than once? That's oh, just, snap. Just you. All right. Okay, so oh, you're the man. Yay. 
P.A. Browning. Thankfully, I've planned for such an occasion because I'm terrible with these. Did you plan on falling asleep okay. through it the second time? Thirty seconds. <laughs> if um, if if you don't get it done in thirty seconds and it's not right, I will brand you with my uh, Batman brand. <laughs> oh, I hope oh. you have one. Uh, so it's hot and ready to go. Hot, hot, Sweet. hot, and ready. I had the Little Caesars people heated up when I got the pizza earlier. Fantastic. It's hot and ready. Hot and, and ready to go. Piping hot. And thirty seconds synopsis and go. All right, it's been 18 months since the events of Man of Steel where General Zod showed up. They decimated Metropolis. At this point, uh, the world has been introduced to the Superman uh, due to the amount of life lost and collateral damage and stuff. Billionaire Bruce Wayne sees uh, this character, Superman, as a threat and decides to take it upon himself to put him to an end. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, I have to brand myself now. Good job. It looks Again, glorious. Just don't I, feel like, to I feel like, though, you cut it off a little earlier. I did. Like, I think you were trying to, you were thinking about your own safety there. I was. I was thinking about my own skin, so I'm, to speak. I'm going to go ahead and say that there's not a possible way to do 30 seconds on this film. There's, yeah. there's too much There's, there's a lot. Stuff there is a about. lot going on. There's a lot going on. All right. Unlike normal episodes, we, at this point, normal and normal episodes, and we'll do, get to this part, we would go beat by beat now, starting now over the movie. And we'll get to that. But first, this is more of a roundtable. I want to say debate, but I don't want it. It's a friendly debate. Um, and we're just going to talk. There are some people here that are that think this is a great interpretation of uh, what's possible. There are others that uh, think it's not as good. Okay? And then I'm, I, I'll get to what I think. But I, I, I feel like it's a hard – this is a really hard juggling act to do. And uh, we're going to start out with this. PA, again, you're off to my right here. You're going to start, okay? Uh, I'm going to give you a minute, okay? Just like in a debate of any kind. Uh, and you're going to start, and you just talk about the movie, your thoughts on it. You don't have to give us a synopsis. Just tell us about your thoughts, like it or not, that sort of thing. Ready? Go. All right. I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. The first time, I really, really liked it. I've looked forward to it for about a year now. The second time I saw it, I, I loved it even more because I saw more things. Uh, just some of the brief things that I really like is the score. Hans Zimmer and Junkie XL. Yes, I, I felt like in Man of Steel that the, the music didn't really kind of match with what was going on in the movie at times. I felt like this was kind of spot on with what was happening at the same time. Um, I like the subtle changes to the to the Superman suit, you know, they added some some Kryptonian writing into it. Uh, I loved Ben Affleck's portrayal of of Bruce Wayne and Batman. I felt that he was uh, just the right amount of dark and kind of scary, just that aged kind of weathered uh, feel to it. Um, there's just there's there's a lot of stuff that I that I enjoyed. I love the just the action and everything. Overall, you would say you like this movie? Yeah, overall, I'd say I like it. Okay, all yeah. right. That's, man, you're you got you're so tight on <laughs> wrapping things up, Jimmy Dean. We're it gets our next minute uh, on the debate here. Just open forum. You just Jimmy rip into it. Say whatever you want. Uh, don't drop any f bombs or anything. I didn't mean that. But um, uh, I guess we could bleep them out later. But um, go to town. You have a minute. Just whatever you want to talk about. Go. All right. Well, I'm really excited that we finally learned what happened to Batman's parents again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
and the 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 world's greatest detective got busted by a hostess at Lex Luthor's party. I mean, what's up with that? And well, let's see. What else? Um he got played by Lex Luthor, world's greatest detective, uh, not so smart. Um I found the most dangerous thing in this movie was the pool. The pool that Lois threw the spear in. And then she tried to get the spear and almost died. And then Superman tried to save her, saved her. He almost died, and she saved him. So the heck with Doomsday. I mean, the pool's the most dangerous thing here. I... I, I, I didn't like the movie. Okay, didn't so, like the movie. Okay, so you're saying you're not a big fan of the movie? No, not right. at all. all right. If it wasn't clear. Very good. I'm, I'm I've got more, but okay, I no, just, save it. Save I'm, yeah, I'm saving time. it. Yep, yep. I love it. That was amazing. All right, Phil Sousa, um, you get a minute. You've heard these other two, so I don't have to explain randomly again. All right, ready? Go. Okay, just to make this clear at the at the front, I I thought the movie was mostly good. I I there was definitely some things I had trouble with with the film. Uh, overall, I'm 80. percent I, I liked it. It, it was a good film um, overall. Um, we'll get to the Lex Luthor stuff. I thought his character was super weird, um, just com- compared to what I've seen him in in other in other media so tv and and comics um i i'm not so there's people at this table that have read the superman comics i'm not one of those people um so i don't know enough about lex Luthor, but he seemed like a weird character to me um i loved um honestly uh ben affleck did a dynamite job honestly as batman i think he was really one of the best ones we've had um i'm really interested in gal uh godot or however you say her last name uh to see her more of her because that was my one criticism of her was she wasn't in the film enough i wanted to see more of her she did a great job as wonder woman um she was powerful and very um just like a good look and good acting i thought um and then uh, just the little snippets uh, we got to see teasers of some of the like the flash and uh, cyborg which i'm really excited cyborg is going to be a part of the universe um i really liked him in the new 52 so um yeah just overall i really liked it and i got it was neat to see kind of some different sides of some new characters yeah all right ian master of styles ross all right made up this nickname today um tell us about your thoughts on the movie and go well i think i'm just gonna repeat a lot of what's already been said because i was a big fan of it the first time i saw it uh with pa and me went and saw it together it it was like we were two little high school girls they just like oh oh, oh my god oh, yeah. just like, <laughs> beside our wives and we're like looking at each other like clapping our hands like oh my god because oh my god, oh my god. it was just that good i in my opinion it was that good uh i've always been a fan of these comic books of the Dark Knight Return series, not so much the Batman or Superman series they just came out with, but you know, so I had a desire to see these things brought to life, and I think they did a pretty good job of it. So, not a lot that I really have a problem with. There's a few things mainly to do around Superman uh, and some of his kind of story and characters around there. So, but I, I'm a big fan of it. I cool. liked it. Awesome. Very good. I, I, I'm gonna. I'll be brief. Um, I think uh, that Superman, mixing Superman and Batman together in this universe is tough because Batman. Ha- we have, we 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 have been trained now to know that Batman is super dark. I prefer 
Stark Batman versus Adam West's Batman <laughs> or uh, George Clooney's Bat Nipples. All right, <laughs> I, I, I prefer Dark Batman. Now, 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 when you then submerge Superman in this, and Superman has been tough to do in a movie, and we I could go back to Christopher Reeve's Superman. I I don't think the technology was ready for Superman then. Christopher Reeve's Superman was like visually at times just like. Wow, like <laughs> kind of like Adam West Batman. There's a 20 year difference. Pow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, uh, yeah, Superman three, unbelievable. Um, but then, when, then, but then we have to darken up Superman to even have him run in this universe. And there is z- one thing about this movie. I feel like there's zero soul to this movie. I feel like it's a very good representation of this universe of dark, physical, gritty, and I like that. I love that. But I never at any point was like, you guys were clapping your hands, excited about seeing those characters, but I wasn't pulling for, I mean, anyone in particular in the movie, and I just couldn't buy into that. Now, did I like the movie? I enjoyed the movie because I like comic book movies other than Daredevil. Um, But but there are times when when I, I had to suspend my disbelief enough to stay focused in in this kind of on the i'm kind of on the fence kind of on the fence i'm i won't give a grade yet but that's where i'm at and i went a minute 50. good job jack all right (laughs) so we'll start from the beginning we said 18 months after general zod laid and and superman laid waste to metropolis yeah you cannot take away that superman's the one that actually destroyed metropolis right Let's just throw the blame where it needs to belong, and that's with Superman. He's liable. He has not uh, been held accountable to this point because he really, in that movie, kind of gained his powers fairly quickly. Right? Am I remember this right? In that movie, he kind of, and so an older Superman, several years into his run, would probably, maybe, hopefully, not destroy. <laughs> trillions of dollars worth of buildings and throw things through buildings. I mean, obviously, these are not empty buildings. They're filled with uh, people making copies. People making copies. (laughs) People on on the paper cutter. They're cutting. There's someone shredding. And they see this gigantic alien spacecraft flying into their office building. They, They just want to do fantasy baseball. They just want to have a regular life. They want their boss not to catch them uh, playing Angry Birds or Minesweep or whatever people we in offices do We get it, we get it, Jack. We get it. So, understand this. So, these people did not ask to be killed, but Superman, in his normal Superman judgment, which this is why Batman can beat Superman, because Batman is smart. Superman is... Uh, sometimes bizarro level dumb in my eyes. I thought it was so smart to start this movie right after the events of Man of Steel. If nothing else, just to answer some of the critic, the criticisms and the critics that people gave the Man of Steel movie. People were like, "Well, that's that Man of Steel is awful. You know, Superman would never destroy thousands of people's lives, like kill them and and whatever." And and to start this movie with Batman on the ground level looking up at aliens 
fighting each other in the air, I thought was a good response to what people were expecting, what people saw from Man of Steel. They were expecting something different, and Batman kind of answers those critics and says, yeah, I think this is weird, too. This is pretty messed up, you know? And then so, he gave him the ultimate stink eye when he's holding the little girl. He's like, "Yeah, you can just see the, I'm going to kill you. You're going down. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's a great because um, some of the critics that I'd read before seeing the movie were saying that they didn't understand why Batman and Superman were even fighting, and I didn't understand those reviews because I, I think from the very first they, they were clear about that yeah. frames of the movie yeah. you understand why Batman is very skeptical about Superman at, at best. Right on. Um, so we learn uh, that Batman slash Bruce Wayne is very much not a fan of Superman and his ability. And he basically that the gauntlet is kind of thrown down, even just visually, that he's going to have to uh, uh, take out Superman at some level. I'm not sure how he's going to do it. Uh, this movie does a lot of things where it will. It, it has a lot of things. There's a, and I don't want to. I've used a reference before where it's sometimes movies try to put uh, 20 pounds of dog food in a 10 pound bag. I was thinking of something else from a dog. Yeah. <laughs> so that's Jimmy. This is Jimmy, by the way. <laughs> seething um so we uh so but this movie jumps around to different things quite a bit you have to be able to follow it uh we go to uh anatoly nab nez i always say this wrong just call him kgb okay he is kgb so that's what i'm gonna say in comic books he's kgb which i like oh i didn't know that yeah i like i like those connections like i think it's important to build out this universe that way because again and we'll get into that in a bit about when we've added these main characters and trying to form a Justice League. Um, they're in the desert. They're in uh, somewhere overseas. I believe it's somewhere in Africa. Yeah. yeah. I would say Africa. Somewhere. I'm going to say from the sounds of them, somewhere in Africa. He's been in contact with Luther. Um, Luther, uh, and so he's, they're, because they're trying to get this, uh, they're trying to get the kryptonite. Right. Uh, and Luther being super smart, he is a super evil genius. Go ahead. I've got to say, my son and I had a bet going on with the rest of my family um, that Kryptonite would show up in the first five minutes of the movie. And first five minutes of the movie, there's Kryptonite. There it is. Yeah, there it is. In order for Batman, but I always said this too, because I, I remember whenever it was Batman versus Superman, people would say, well, how's Batman going to beat Superman? But I mean, there's, there's, you have to level the playing field, or Superman will just fly him into the sun. I mean, that's, come on. Go ahead, Ian, go ahead. You're thinking something. Oh, I am thinking. I, Batman would not need kryptonite to defeat Superman. How could we... Go ahead. Okay, no. I want to hear this. <laughs> well, and it's been a while since I have read them, but I don't believe in some of their preliminary battles in the comic books, Batman had kryptonite that he used, either in a gas form or in a shard form or whatever it was, to actually fight Superman. He did build his power suit. That part is accurate. But his power suit was able to reproduce the power that Superman had. So I, and I'd have to look and see, but I don't believe he ever used kryptonite to weaken Superman. Uh, there were some fairly intense battles in those, and Batman held his own. So, so I, in I, the movie, Superman's more indestructible than in the comics? You think, yeah, I, I really think he is. And uh, another thing that happens is the, the nuclear blast that happens at some point, I'm sure we'll get to there, but that does happen in the comic books as well, and that's that's what weaks him to the point where Batman can just take him out because he's weak. He's not recharged yet. Mm. There wasn't any, you know, I've got a hunk of kryptonite because kryptonite wasn't that 
prevalent in the comic books, especially in a Batman comic book. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. At least until the new ones came out. Um, Luther tries to convince, once he procures this kryptonite, he tries to convince Senator, junior Senator, by the way, uh, June Finch, uh, played by Holly Hunter. And like we said, anybody, and, and Holly Hunter, if you're listening, great, please come on an episode. But I'm just going to say this. That her accent is so thick, like yeah, yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. I found it easier to understand KGBs than I did to understand the junior <laughs> senator from Kentucky. I mean, it's like dripping right. sorghum molasses <laughs> off of it. And we're in the Ozarks, and I'm saying that. I'm just saying, like, it's thick. I thought she'd had a stroke. Oh, actually, I, I, no, she's always talked like that. I mean, that, she was on. Uh, she was on. I don't know if she was. I was going to go into some rant about something fake TV show. She was on ALF, the first season of ALF, and when she was little, and she talked up. I'm just oh, that's a way back right <laughs> No, I, I was joking about that. Um, ALF does not make a cameo in this movie. When, uh, was she ALF? Did she play ALF? She did. When she was little, she did. That's amazing. Uh, the different person did the voice, though. Um, so, uh, he tries to convince her that she needs to let... Lu- Luther tries to convince uh, Junior Senator Finch that he needs uh, that she should let him use the kryptonite they found, weaponize it to protect against these aliens, against these kry- Kryptonians, if you will. Um, she denies him this. However, Luther, being the uh, social networking genius that he is, get that? <laughs> See what I did there? Um, convinces one of her underlings uh, to let him get access to Zod's body and also to get on the the Kryptonian uh, scout ship that Superman kind of learned a lot of his own backstory from. What else? Um, but she denies him this ability to do this. So uh, we, Then we meet uh, Wonder Woman. Anybody want to talk about Wonder Woman? Oh, yeah. Well, I want to I touch on something real quick beforehand. <laughs> I was mistaken. I did just double check. There was Kryptonite in the comic book. But it was used by Green Arrow, and Dark not Knight by Returns. and Dark Knight yeah. Returns. I believe it was the third installment. Mm-hmm. They used a Kryptonite arrow to shoot Superman from the Green Arrow's bow. Had but, he went? So, uh, just, wow. uh, had, had he turned evil? Had Superman been turned to the dark side of that? Yeah, point he was. Yeah. He was a like a this government was killing Batman. Is what they were aiming for at this point. He okay. was a government lackey at that yeah. point. But Ian was right in the fact that the nuclear blast had weakened him enough yeah. where when Batman's still just pummeling him in this robotic suit, Green Arrow shoots him with a kryptonite uh, kryptonite arrow, and it's like a gas arrow. And then Batman just finishes him off. Yeah. So. How about that? I do yeah. have a question for, for these guys, these guys that know Superman more than I do. Why, I mean, explain using just the movies, not the comic books, whatever, why does Lex Luthor hate Superman like I didn't get that from the movie at all like he clearly wants kryptonite so he can take him down he fears him he's an alien I guess is part of it I don't even think it's so much fear as much it is almost like a he's angry that Superman just has the power that he wants that's what I've always kind of contributed to was just you know like why does he get that when I can't that seems to be more of a Lex Luthor style than you know I'm afraid of you that, that's one of my only criticisms of the film. I'll, I have another one that I'll say later, but I, I thought like his um, out of his mind, kind of almost Joker. I kind of almost got like a Joker vibe. I, like, I, I was, was going to say, like, it's almost like uh, Jesse Eisenberg is like, I'll just watch Heath Ledger. He did a good job. <laughs> but And I, I guess they played him as like the, you know, the moderned up, like moderned up when Grandpa here. Um, the 
kind of updated version. He's a computer genius kind of character. And, and he, he does talk about being the son of Lex Luthor. Right. I must have Lex Luger. And I didn't understand that either. I, Lex Luthor. I didn't think the movie explained very much about they that. They, they there's not go, enough character development on him. No, like for him for to that. explain that part of it. Um, the next part, we go to Luthor's party. Everybody oh. wants to go to Luther's party. Yeah. Uh, Nelly is there. P. Diddy is there. The Black Eyed Peas are... I'm just joking. Everyone's the world's at, greatest detective that busts the world's greatest detective is there. Yes. The hostess. Uh, the hostess <laughs> uh, with the mostess. The real, super thin. That girl, by the way, was mega thin. And uh, Luther uh, you know, gives her some poor treatment later on. It's really sad. Like That was like, what a psychopath. We meet. Is this for the first time? We no. We met uh, Diana Prince on the plane earlier, right? And she's getting off the plane. Is that the first time we met her, or is it this party? No, the no first this time? is the, the party. 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 Party's the first time. He, he yeah, sees the back of her neck and goes, "Oh, well, that's the back of the neck." I really like that. <laughs> yeah, he what? goes full on. It was, he goes it was full on. It was Creeper. Yeah, he's sitting there and he just sees the back of her neck oh, and he's just like staring at her, like, oh, because Clark's already confronted him. That's a nice and, neck. And he yeah, turns. It really is. Yeah, like, I mean, oh, what a she's got a necklace and things like that. I like that neck. <laughs> yeah, he turns and he's like, ooh, that's a pretty woman. Sorry, bad habit. You know, it is. Yeah. What a bachelor. Okay, so uh, <laughs> Wayne Wayne really only goes to the party. He's invited, luckily, but he only goes there to steal from Luther's computers, okay? He is, uh, he's seen by hostess. Wh- a hostess henchman. Hostess. I'm not sure. Uh, I mean, she doesn't have powers. It, was, it was, was it Mercy? Mercy, that's it, yeah. It yeah. was Mercy. Yeah. Asian, Asian, yeah. Asian, yeah. Asian henchman of Lex Luthor number but she doesn't two, we'll say. have karate moves or anything good. She just she's has, super she's, thin. She can yeah. hide behind everything. She's a nervous. I, I don't know. Her power is how she snuck up on anybody in those heels. We we may never know. She weighs twelve pounds. That's, That's true. But she weird. levitates. She blew in. Gosh. And then and then we have uh, he sets it up. Seven minutes he has to hang around. Whatever. Update his Facebook status or whatever he's doing. And he uh, goes back upstairs and hangs around. But then Wonder Woman. Is uh, smarter than him apparently. Again, gets played again. He goes back down there. He's like, "What happened? What happened?" (laughs) (laughs) But but it begs the question because she's looking for spoiler alert the photo of herself from 1918. So was she maybe going down there to do the same thing? And it was just like, oh, well. I mean, no doubt she was probably scoping out. Bruce because he has no yeah. stealth ability whatsoever. That's He's another a, big question I had with the movie was, was, what's her motivation for even being in town? Like, why is she even in Metropolis? Over that know? picture. Or yeah. Gotham. Or she let herself that. be, it's just so weird. Like that, it, that, 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 there, there is, again, it's, I feel like it, and granted it's like two and, two and a half hour movie, correct? Yeah. There was a point where I, when I was watching this, I texted Phil, I was like, and it's a long movie. This, yeah. I, I read online yesterday that this movie was originally four hours, and yeah. so they cut yeah. it down I to two that. and a half. Yeah. Yeah. So, living, so she knows she's Wonder Woman, right? All through the beginning well, she, and the end. Right. And she, and the, yeah. and Why World is she War on a plane? Doesn't she have her own plane? I, I'm not. <laughs> she couldn't <laughs> find it. She, she couldn't find where she had left it. Her invisible jet. That's a great question. I didn't think about that. Well, they had to get. What, what's the airline that they? That, there was a big commercial for all this airline. Oh, the uh, Turkish yeah, Airlines. Yeah, Turkish Airlines. Turkish Airlines paid a bunch of money, literally in real real human life here, yeah. uh, to be an advertiser on this. Yeah. 
Uh, apparently along with Oil of Olay, because there was one point where there was a lot Amy of Adams placement in this movie. Some rings up there and says <laughs> Oil of Olay. Pepper. Dr. Yeah. Pepper, Pepper was all a big one. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, I, I don't know. I, I wonder that too. And if you're, I don't know. And she had the picture taken, and she in the World War One picture, or whatever she's, whatever group that was that she was part of, at the Watchmen or whatever she's part of. <laughs> I'm not sure, but no. she. Um, I know that would be funny. Um, <laughs> she's got like a little tiara on and like a Wonder Woman outfit on. Yeah. So. It's not like she hid that from the world then, but she, then she later in the movie she talks about she's went underground for a hundred years or whatever. Now speaking of product placement, I'm assuming Jolly Ranchers was one with that oh, really oh creepy yes. Lex yes. Luthor yes. Jolly Rancher in the mouth scene. Oh, yes. what? Yes. I was going to bring that up a minute ago. They paid extra. It's cherry. Yeah. <laughs> and he licks his fingers. Yeah. What yeah. a creep. Like, weirdo. Animal freak. So um, <laughs> he seemed like that. the Joker to me in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I, I don't. I guess maybe people can't figure out how to play anything about that. Now I will say this: um, even watching the old Christopher Reeve Superman, uh, I really like Gene Hackman. Yeah, Gene he's Hackman, he's great, is awesome. Then what's the guy that played? I always call him. He's on those uh, Tolbert Beetle and Musgrave attorney commercials. Oh, he's. Yeah, uh, yeah, I always call him the Save a Lot uh, Lex Luthor. Whatever his name is, and I know your thing. The yeah. guy that was in Superman three. It's a. And, oh, what is his name? Uh, Kevin. I'm now Kevin Spacey. Out. I thought Kevin Spacey was a very convincing. I thought he had a lot of opportunity to be really good as Lex Luthor. Just that movie. Robert Vaughn. Robert Vaughn. Okay. Robert Vaughn. You're faster than me. He's the attorney guy now. <laughs> so, uh, so I mean, am I? Am I Am I out of my mind? Like, it, has any other Lex Luthor been like certifiable? Like this, this guy's insane. Well, I think you're led to believe that they're crazy, but I, yeah. this guy's like, he's. I mean, know, he's off the cats. wall. Yeah, yeah, bag of cats, well, crazy. It it wouldn't be interesting if you to see Lex Luthor as he would be. I mean, it'd be like watching the Lex Luthor from Smallville. You know, oh yeah, I'm a guy in a business suit that has a bunch of you know henchmen and money. Yeah. I, go, I don't actually do anything. Well, whereas this guy being crazy, you're, you lean into it and go, oh, yeah, this guy's really crazy. I kind of like the, oh, that was cool. I told Jessica, but, my wife Jessica, when we went to go see it, when we were walking out, I was like, I feel like they had to go the crazy route just to give him a reason for being the way that he is and trying to do the things he's trying to do. Like, he's trying to take down the super alien and... For what reason? I mean, I, like, part of it is is some of the things that you guys already talked about, but part of it is just, like, he is just like he doesn't even know what he's doing like he's just he's crazy you know and going back to your question earlier why does why does he hate superman so much when they're on the roof and they're talking and he's comparing him to to god and the different gods of the past and everything he says something that kind of stuck out to me he said i learned a long time ago that no flying being came down no god came down and saved me when my dad was beating me senseless yeah and doing these abominations to me. That's how he words it. So it leads you to believe that with, he had a rough childhood. Anyone with power, he's, he did, yeah. he's got a problem with anyone with and power. And he said, I learned yeah. a long time ago that either God is all-powerful and not good, or he is all-good and not all-powerful. That was a great line. So, I think his setup was good. It was just jarring for me, just right. seeing him and seeing that character portrayed by other people. Right. But, so yeah. uh, Wonder Woman steals the, um, the data little box thing. Uh, she stole by the show. What's that? <laughs> she stole the show. She did said. steal the show. <laughs> yeah. And um, what a neck. Um, <laughs> and she uh, stole the little data drive, but then she can't figure out how to, how to fix, or how to get the information off of it or get the encryption on it. So Wayne, Bruce Wayne has to be brought back into the fold because he's the smartest human alive. Uh, and he, he, so he can figure it out. 
that kind of builds their relationship a little bit. Bruce Wayne wakes up from a uh, nightmarish dream of a, of course, a post-apocalyptic world. Uh, he's in charge of this band of rebels, essentially, where he's in charge of them. And then, but here comes the Superman evil crew and his and a dark seed or dark side, dark sides flying uh, the parademons. Parademons uh, are part of this too. And, and Justice uh, Superman. And so then Superman in the dream rips his heart out. Uh, so that's which kind of was very close to the way that he ripped the Joker's heart out in the comic books which was i mean and though the set was a slightly different but it was it was the same idea you got the same feeling from it as when he did it to to the joker um a cool part of the movie he's kind of snaps out of this dream he snapped out of it by an unidentified time traveler but we're led to believe it's the flash it's absolutely oh, the always flash. the flash it has to be the flash I, and i did not get that at all I, I was reading up on that after i saw the movie and i was like and i looked at my wife and i was like did you know who that person was that was kind of going through that portal or whatever and she's like no i i thought it was just you know some random i was like that was the flash she's like really yeah and I, I had the same reaction i didn't right. know that it was him right. and it took me a second at first because when he first blasts out of the portal i was like it's the Flash. I got so excited, and then I looked at it the second time. And I was it, like, "Well, no, that's not Barry Allen. That's not the Flash. That's some Asian guy." That, yeah, that's, that's well. <laughs> it's, it's Ezra, Ezra Miller is going to play the Flash. Is that yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I was confused there, and then when I saw his uniform, the mechanical uniform he kind of had on, I was like, "I, I, just, I'm, I don't know." Well, and and this is another another beef. I gosh, I hate this. Another beef I have with. What DC chose to do, what, three years ago or whatever it was that they decided, two years ago probably, I guess now, where they said, okay, thank you, TV Universe, for making us relevant. Right. Uh, but we really, we don't, we're not going to, we, we, we're not going to use you. You know, it's 1980, so we don't believe TV has any relevance, so we're not even going <laughs> to include you uh, in this universe. Right. Even though, again, I'm a huge Stephen Amell fan, not anywhere near as big of a Stephen Amell fan as PA is, folks. <laughs> like... I feel like Stephen Amell literally could be credited, and this Arrow could be credited for doing as much for DC as this thing almost has, yeah, because absolutely. just how well it's done, and it's just a great show. So really, just because it's not as bad as Smallville? Well, it's not anywhere near. I mean, small, <laughs> Smallville. Now, Smallville was great for what it was. I don't know if you guys watched it really, but like Only at the time, there was never did. There was nothing mm-hmm. like that on then. So I was like, yeah. well, at least we got something. See, I just get. There's too much drama corny. in the CW yeah, shows. It was the WB and I just, then. I, like, well, it was see, even worse than like, the yeah, WB. Like, yeah. So, yeah, and so I, just, I watch, I try to watch him. I get through a few episodes. I'm just like, yeah, you know, yeah. I, don't, I don't have enough time for this much drama. Yeah, Superhero really, soap opera. Exactly. <laughs> now, yeah. it's, but for me, now, like, Steve Arrow, Mill, and, yeah, he's I great. will say, that yeah. guy does look like the Green Arrow. And, and I don't know why you couldn't have, and they won't, they've already said they won't, but like... Right. Include him in this. Like I'm not understanding. And the Flash, I understand. Uh, is it Grant Gustin? Is that his name? Yeah. Like yep. doesn't quite look maybe as beefy enough. But this Ezra Miller cat doesn't. He's a look, runner. Yeah. Who yeah. is the Flash? The Flash. The Flash That's isn't true. Supposed I guess to look he would like be. A I guess he builder. Right. But I do now. Here's the thing. I like the. I actually like the TV show Flash better. I like Arrow. But I don't yeah, really like Arrow. John Wesley Ship. But I re- yeah. well, not the original. Well, uh, I, oh, I understand. <laughs> you were talking about beef. So Did I'm... you ever see the original Flash TV show that was on? It was like one season. What year? 
I don't really remember much of it. I remember at one point, like the police are knocking on his door and he looks around, he's like surrounded by like cash or something like that. And he's like running around, picking it up really quickly. I was like, I don't it was, really. It was it, it was, was amazing for what it, it was. It, well, it just didn't it didn't have the technology there too. I yeah. really digress. I'm sorry, guys. I didn't mean to drag us off that path. But I really do like the current DC TV shows, and I do not like that they are just like, well, thanks for doing that. We're gonna go ahead and not include you. I would like to have seen as the Flash, the guy who played Lex Luthor from Smallville. I, I don't even know who, who what his name is. He Michael does the Rosenbaum. voice. He does, he does the, the voice of the Flash, Flash. on the animated. He did animated for Flash. for almost ten years. He played the voice of the Flash. Michael Rosenbaum. Michael okay, Rosenbaum. There you go. Um, what else? Uh, I, I liked the post-apocalyptic scene. Um, with, yes. You know the. I mean, even like watching Batman tote guns and stuff like that yeah. was weird. But I understand that that's what really happens in the comics, and so. Um, so that was kind of cool to see. I, I don't like you could have ex- extracted. Jimmy's going to agree with me on this, and you could have taken that scene out of the movie, and it wouldn't have changed the movie right. at all. Yeah. Like it, it, it was just like a, it was like it felt like a teaser trailer for like what you're about to see five years from now in, in movies. You know, well, and it's weird that Bruce Wayne and I, I will admit that that's the one thing that about the movie. It's weird that Bruce Wayne when he sleeps sees the future. <laughs> Like, or that he either, doesn't even go to sleep. Or he, yeah. Or, he, like, he sees the past, or he sees the future. There's no even middle, like, if I fall asleep, maybe I dream about a cheeseburger today. Who knows? I, but no, no, no. Or, like, a talking, about like a talking cheeseburger. You like, must dream about cheeseburgers a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I really like cheeseburgers. Crazy, like, crazy. <laughs> even crazy yeah. cheeseburger. Yeah, but this guy's see? dreaming about the future and he, past. Yeah, he's clear. dreaming about the future and these parademons, and I've never even seen a parademon. What is that? That's what I'm going to call it, though. Interesting. And that's that's one of those things like we were talking about earlier that it's one of this movie's downfalls is if you're not a comic book creator, if you haven't read comics in the last 10 years, you don't know what the heck's going on. Yeah, there's a lot of nods, like a lot but, of Well, yeah. See, I I you know, in the 90s is when I, you know, I've right. got thousands of comic books, yeah. but they're mid 90s to early 60s. Yeah. And the stuff you guys are talking about, the alternate yeah, universes or whatever, all new to me. Yeah, and DC's really like with the cinematic universe. They're really, I feel like they're really pushing the multiverse thing. You know, uh, honestly, I think it could it could go either way. It could it could go great or it could go south for them real right. quick because people aren't going to want to have to do ten years of research to figure out what the heck they're watching. Right. They want to go in and be entertained. Yeah, which Not, I mean that which already I happened. That's with this because movie. you know you guys clearly were because you followed that. Maybe right. that's why I despised it so much. Uh, I was confused by that scene, not knowing what these guys know. Like, and I'm sure m- most moviegoers were the same as me, yeah. where they're just like, "What is going on? Like, why is yeah. Batman?" Alicia, my everybody? wife, did the same thing. She was like, "What is? What is yeah. this? What's happening?" I was. I think a lot of people thought that throughout this entire movie, why is Batman shooting people? Because I mean, sure, he didn't like directly shoot anybody, <laughs> but if you get a rail gun and you blast a, a Dodge Dakota truck and it explodes, you killed that guy. They're dead. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> Every, everyone knows that Batman doesn't kill. That's like his number one mantra, yep. right? Yep. Yeah. And uh, and he was killing people in this movie. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Reckless I, abandon. Yeah. Oh, that guy he, in the Dodge Challenger was okay. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't shoot anyone in the head, <laughs> but he was. I mean, he was blowing up cars lighting like, guys yeah. on fire yeah, yeah. <laughs> i thought that was really weird uh for his character no but, i can understand why they made batman kind of killing fools and stuff like that but 
it got it did get a little excessive with the amount of killing and property damage that he was doing. Like, isn't that why you got mad at Superman? Is because he was killing people and doing this property street damage. Street level and, property damage, though. Oh, this is a car. so I just accidentally destroyed an <laughs> not, entire boat. Not, not skyscrapers. <laughs> yeah, not skyscrapers. <laughs> copiers. It was just totally different. Guy. It was just making a copies. Ship. Yeah, which I think, we don't know. Maybe Bruce Wayne was like writing checks and throwing him on the Batmobile as he was driving. <laughs> All right, so um, time traveler tells him, warns him, says, you need to find the others. Uh, Bruce Wayne realizes we have others. This, was, for me, was a good part of the movie. Uh, he finds out about these other metahumans. Uh, then, we're, then we discover uh, he shares that data with uh, Wonder Woman. And so she's clicking on uh, all kinds of things here, too. Uh, we see Cyborg hanging from a wall of fun. We see uh, Flash... Stopping a robbery, running fast, getting a jug of milk. Uh, we see uh, who else? Uh, Aquaman, who is epic, right? It was that a was little amazing. bit like, yeah, he jabbed that Triton right in the camera of whatever C thing that was. <laughs> um, and then uh, we were, uh, we just kind of, just kind of see him. Uh, Luther is experimenting with kryptonite. Uh, keeps investigating these metahumans. And uh, Prince is also uh, uh, Diana Prince. Wonder Woman is also one of these metahumans. Cue the music. Sorry, I like the score. What oh, okay. Yeah, you like. The score. <laughs> um, and then uh, we, we we keep going back to the white Portuguese. Uh, this is part of Batman's detective work. We talked about how he's the greatest detective of all time. The white Portuguese is actually a <laughs> ship, and the ship is uh, where we have. Uh, a load of kryptonite, correct? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Batman. Uh, super, uh, no, uh, Batman is chasing uh, the, sh- the shipment of stuff through the streets in his Batmobile. Which the Batmobile, I could give or take that one, whatever. It, it does look a little more like the Batmobile than the Tumbler did. In the I, old see, Batmobile. I was a fan of this one, especially over the Christian Bale Batmobile. Yeah. I, li- I like the look of this one ahead. Though yeah, it did I look like it. a European sports car on steroids, really, is all that I got out of it. Right. Like, miniguns and yeah, everything else. Mini guns it's like a things. Hot Wheels car, like a cool Hot Wheels car. And he sat car. in it, in all of his vehicles, and that was one of my big things about his cars in this, whether it be the Batwing or the Batmobile. He, like, the way he was sitting in them and the way he like had to drive them was so awkward. Yes. It's like every time he tried to turn, he's like his whole body and like would just like jerk into it. Yeah, he had to like, steer the whole thing with his body. Yeah. Um, Batman uh, is driving through the streets. Superman lands, sticks one foot out to stop the the Batmobile. It wrecks the Batmobile Just into the nail wall. scene. Totally, yeah. that was an awesome scene. Um, yeah. That was. Superman basically says, "Look, you just need to stop this. Uh, you're destroying lives here." Uh, Batman says, "You're an alien. I'm going to kill you." I actually didn't say that. He says, "Tell me, do you bleed?" Superman flies away. Looks at him like, shut up. Superman flies away, and then he says, you, you, you will. will. <laughs> but he's got a face like, yeah. I'm assuming Superman could still hear him. Like, I thought... Super Superman hearing, probably, yeah. He's yeah. got super, yeah. Hearing. super hearing. Oh, and I skipped this earlier, like, in whenever he's detect, doing his detective work. I One of the cool parts for me in the movie was yeah. that Superman could hear this whole conversation. And yeah, even cool. someone with the, you know, I'm sure high 70 level IQ that Superman has could figure out <laughs> That apparently Batman is uh, Bruce Wayne. So even in this situation, that was one question that was never really answered, though. And I heard I heard somebody on another podcast say, you know, that was one of their big things was how did he 
obviously not Hannity figuring it out. He probably just X-ray visioned him. It was like, oh, hey, Bruce Wayne, what's up? <laughs> yeah. But, it, you know, it could have been like, it could have been played on a little more instead of just when he lands there. Look, Bruce, I was wrong. You know, you got to listen to me. Right. You know. And Bruce yeah. Wayne just rips into him. Um, okay, so Luther, uh, well, we didn't, uh, let me skip ahead here. They're having the Superman comes to Congress. He goes to, uh, Superman goes to the, goes to Washington and uh, gets to talk uh, in front of this. He sits down. Uh, Holly Hunter has some grandma's peach tea. <laughs> that, that was so weird. And uh, uh, she looks at it, and it's labeled Granny's Peach Tea. Obviously, whenever I see a cup that's labeled Granny's Peach Tea, I know there's a bomb. Superman, again, <laughs> super hearing. Uh, couldn't, he was too distracted. By Holly Hunter's accent. Yeah, they tried yeah. to play that off. I, that was a weird scene for me because because uh, he even tries to explain it away later, and he says like I was so focused or distracted or whatever. I was like, yeah, but you have super hearing. Like, yeah, you're flying you all over the planet. The... <laughs> but how does that work? See that that. Yeah, I got to talk about this. There's a there's a deleted scene that they chose not to add in because it made him it made Superman look too dark, is what Zack Snyder said. But it was him like above the earth, kind of like in Superman Returns when he could hear everything, and he was having to delegate and choose where he was going to go. Interesting. And it was like, I wish they would have put that in there. Yeah, because it it shows that you know he could be sitting in church some Sunday morning, he could be hearing somebody a mile away getting killed or then there's a you know there's a hospital on fire well what are you going to do you can't you literally can't be two places at once so i think it kind of took away from i i thought that was weird too when he's trying to explain to I mean, Lois. you can hear everyone in the room speaking but you can't right. hear the ticking of the bomb right but, but so how much does he have to yeah. yeah um we have the explosion kills lots and lots of people um uh, let's see. Sorry, I'm just going back to my notes here. Um, bomb kills dozens of people. Uh, Superman fa- has failed this city. You failed this city. You Superman. failed this city. Uh, and this world. And so he puts himself in self-imposed exile. He goes to the mountains. Where I go, that a lot. I go yeah. hiking in the Himalayas whenever I feel like I failed someone. Uh, he does. He sees his dad. He sees <laughs> Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner gets a cameo. Here, Kevin Costner. Here's two hundred fifty thousand dollars for being in our movie. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Why didn't they just uh, drag uh, Marlon Brando that out of the archives? That would have been great, too. Just a shimmering <laughs> Marlon Brando. That would have been amazing. Yeah. They save money. Yeah. Zordon, yeah. Zordon type. Just uh, whatever. Sorry. That's, anyway, I was like, talk about Zordon. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. That was his earthly father. Earth father. Not in, yeah, Earth father. They could have brought back Russell Crowe, too, and be like, oh, turns out I'm not really gone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Batman breaks into LexCorp and gets the kryptonite. Uh, creates his exosuit. He creates this the spear of destiny that he's going to kill uh, soups with. Uh, Luther uh, gets onto the Kryptonian ship. He uh, sees the Kryptonian thumb drive that Superman used in the previous movie, inserts it in. Uh, the ship ta- starts talking to him. Teach me. Teach me what you can tell me. And he magically decrypts Alien technology. He's a super genius. Come on. He's a pouty, spoiled, Joker esque, spoiled super genius. They had to fast forward through a lot of that stuff. Oh, yeah. I think just yeah. to cram everything into two and a half hours. But yeah, I yeah. do think that was a little rushed. Uh, Luther, apparently, then, when he learned this information, it, he decides, you know, the best thing to do, I, fi- I figured out, apparently, that information helped him figure out. Uh, That's the train going by. It's uh, the one o'clock train going by. Um, he figures out who Superman must be. It's got to be 
because then he abducts Martha Kent. Um, he, he, he's got some animosity uh, with Superman, but he's going to now use Martha Kent as leverage to coerce Superman and Batman to indeed verse each other. Hence the name, Superman verse. I mean, what's the name of this movie? Batman versus <laughs> Superman. Sorry. Which really wholly overcomplicated plot. Let's just, if you know, like, okay, I know Batman is Bruce Wayne. Hey, uh, Mr. Assassins, I got working for me. Just hold, hang out here for a few minutes. Oh, he's outside? Shoot him. You'd think. Does he know Batman is Bruce Wayne? He does know Batman is Bruce yeah. Wayne. I don't know. And as, you know, as stupid as Bruce Wayne is in this, <laughs> I mean, it'd be easy to pop him from anywhere, you know? He's not going to see it coming. He didn't see the hostess. <laughs> She's got some powers, apparently. I, I was uh, with Batman, or with Superman, rather. I was a little confused as to why he wanted to take Batman down so much. Like, I, I understood why everyone wanted Superman down or, or, you know, incapacitated or put in his place. But Batman, like, was it just the branding people? Like, with the vigilante justice? Like, I, yeah, yeah. I think it was the fact that he was just going so far what? To to get it, these why people. Why branding? Well, it's like he told, yeah, it, like I when he tells Alfred, that. he's, you know, we, we're criminals. We've always been criminals, you know, and I think that's where Superman comes in. The problem is he's looking at it saying, okay, well, this is a big criminal. If I can take this guy down, you know, and then everyone will start looking and saying, okay, well, that stuff's not okay. So I think it's just, yeah, the vigilante stuff, the, you know, Batman admits we're criminals, we're bad guys, we break the law, and that's really what Superman's always been against is, you know, don't shoplift. I'll stop you. It was thin for me on Superman's side. Like, why do I hate Batman so much? Yeah. Um, but, okay, look, real quick. Uh, we're going to go around. One thing you liked about the fight, real quick. One thing you liked about the fight, uh, let's go this way this time. Ian, hmm. one thing you liked about the fight, quick, go. Oh. I liked how much butt Batman was kicking on Superman. Okay, that good. Was- Phil. One Be- thing you liked before the kryptonite, Superman was just gonna beat the pants off of Batman, and I, I liked I liked when it switched over. And even the odds, Jimmy. One We're thing you liked about the whole fight scene, from just the a fight. Yeah, this fight. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Oh, uh, uh, okay, good. I like it. Good. I think that's a valid. That's answer. very valid. We all agree. Yeah. Okay. When the kryptonite wore off, and his fist starts going less and less into his face, uh, and then he holds you. his hands up like, oh, oh he crap. did do that too. That was yeah. cool. Yes. Um, I like that Batman's suit, like the face, the helmet part got fractured. I thought that yeah. was like yeah. pretty cool. And that I kept cool. thinking, if they had to fight again, he's going to have to make sure he turns his face. Because if that side gets hit, <laughs> there's Bruce Wayne is dead. Like it's over forever. It was a cool fight. It was yeah, a cool it fight. It was one of the best parts. Um, it better be. The whole stinking movie hinges on this stinking fight. Yeah. Um, so he urges him before he matches his face in, well, actually, before he stabs him with the kryptonite spear, right? That, hey, you got to save Martha. you got to save Martha. And that then actually kind of makes Batman <laughs> mad, too. Because, he's hey, what? You talking about my mom? Yeah. What? Why do you know that name? Yeah. We both have <laughs> the moms named Martha. in the world. Didn't know. <laughs> both have moms named Martha. He's, We're he's best stumped. friends. He's Martha, aging. Martha, he's we... aging. Yeah. He's got dumber. <laughs> he's literally stumped. The, the, by thing, that the thing that causes them to stop fighting is they both have have a mom with the same name. Yeah. Martha and then they're best friends. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. And now they're hey, we're cool now. Kumbaya. Well, and Lois, Lois has to come in and explain <laughs> it. Yeah. Even, 
this is this is one thing that was weird for me. Even if that stops the fight, it doesn't explain why Batman and Superman fight alongside each other in the next scene. Like, yeah. oh, we both have a mom. This is the same name. Let's fight side by side. Like yeah. that was we'll just, just like be, what? Oh, that's cool. You kill all Lois those people. Lois did catch it up, which I thought was really funny. Yeah. All's forgiven. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think maybe Batman finally just processed what Superman was saying at the very beginning of the fight. <laughs> You're like, oh, I know, I just almost killed you, but it's finally <laughs> sinking in that you were saying we should work together. That's my bad. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It's a really quick <laughs> Never flip, flip around for him. But. Yeah. Uh, Luther, uh, we, we, this is probably from earlier, but we're just, we're, I'm setting this last part up, the big finale. Uh, Luther takes Zod's body. He is his own blood. Yeah. Yep. Why? He, he makes the blood of my blood. Yeah. You have to use the blood of a yep. uh, maniacal Joker-esque villain. I think he was trying to make this abomination more intelligent. Yes. I think that's what he thought was going to happen. Um, and and the computer says the Council of uh, Hyrule or Eternia or wherever. Hyrule. You can't, <laughs> you can't do this. How dare you? It does not compute. He's like, do they even exist anymore? And he's like, and the computer's like, you are correct. Siri, you are correct. <laughs> Powering down. That's a really, like, bad computer system. Like when all you have to do is be like, well, is that person dead? Yeah, then bypass that order. Your lo- like, oh, okay. <laughs> the logic <laughs> is <not>? sound. <laughs> Your logic is correct. It must have been using Continue. Windows 95. It was. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> Rebooting. Um, so then this creates... Uh, this creates the, the... What's his name? Doomsday. Doomsday. Um, I almost said Deathstroke. Oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> That's weird. Doomsday. Uh, it creates Doomsday. Um, who, in the comic book... Kills Superman. Yes. Bum, bum, bum. No. Which is where we get the next comic book that gets smashed into this movie because two weren't enough. Yeah. And I, that's the comic I actually have read. I've not read Dark Knight Returns. Uh, I have read The Death of Superman. Um, you, you have the, Jimmy has the whole book of it. Um, and I, I read that book. I read that compiled thing. And, um, it's actually really cool, like the way the comic plays out, because Superman gets beat down by a whole bunch of other villains mm-hmm. before Doomsday gets to him, and Doomsday kind of deals the final punch right. um, that kills him. But that was completely absent from this movie, and that's not a criticism of the movie. I'm just saying, like they had they had 150 minutes, like you you can tell one story and that's it. That's all you got people for, so you can't do the whole thing. But um, I thought that was kind of interesting the way they kind of mesh those two comics together. Yeah. So we now have the superhero. The three superheroes teaming up, walking in to take on Doomsday. Um, they fight, 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 and uh, Doomsday gets the upper hand at times. Batman, Wonder Woman realize they can't hang with this creature. Right. Superman is Superman, so he can a little bit, but even he is uh, detoured by this. Batman realizes that. The spear of awesomeness that he created can probably stop this creature because it is Kryptonian-esque. It is Kryptonian. Where is this spear? We've got to find the spear. Jimmy, I want you to go off for one minute about the spear, the pool, Lois, Superman. Are you ready? Ladies and gentlemen, Jimmy Dean. Okay, so I'll repeat all this again. <laughs> Just hammer, man. Scream, uh, yell, rant, rave, do it. 
this it's it's just repetitive stupidity. I'm sorry. <laughs> the, the the pool, the, the building. Or she goes and jumps into this pool of water. The building caves in, I believe. She's trapped, drowning. Now, t- correct me if I'm wrong. Does Superman hear her drowning? Yes. Yes. He can hear underwater. But he can't hear the bomb. But he can't hear the bomb. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes to save her. He saves her, but in the meantime, he is drowning himself and dying. Well, dying from the from the from the the spear. Just God, I just can't. I can't. It's just I don't want to relive it. I'm sorry. It's stupid. <laughs> it, it, it just it, it it was just the most ignorant thing. I mean, that was the most dangerous thing in the movie. That pool almost took both of them. Well, it's dangerous. Water's dangerous, folks. Uh, wear life jackets. Well, and, and never swim alone is another. One. Never swim towards kryptonite. That's well, of well, and really, he pulls her out. She's obviously just fine. Then he, of, yeah, and then he dives she, in. Like, was she even, like, okay, hey, was she even pull. going yet, or was she no, still gasping like he, for air? Like she, <laughs> he pulls her out. She coughs up the water, Baywatch style, and then <laughs> she's ready to go. She's just like, no, don't jump back in that pool. Like, okay, how about you just jump back in that yeah. pool and yeah. swim yeah. on yeah. down? Yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm afraid of the pool now, I guess. I don't <laughs> what possesses him to jump into that pool? He knows what's going to happen to him in that pool. As soon as he grabs a kryptonite, We're, right? He's just really lucky that kryptonium bones are more uh, floatable than human bones. Because he just floats yeah. right back up. Yeah, he yeah. just comes up like a floater. Just, yeah, because... Uh, what, what is... Holding on to the spear. He clutches the spear and floats dead up to the top of that water. So Why she did they even need to have out. that part of the movie? Like, I, that was... Ignorant. Why couldn't they just go, here's the spear, and he's like, well, it's going to kill me. I'm sure but there's I'm a lot of parts yeah. that, that was cut out of that movie they could have put in and got rid of that. And and I want yeah. I Here. wanted to ask the question, and I think PA knows the answer. What was Harry Man's weight in this movie? Harry Man? Did you Harry see Man. his chest? It was like a bearskin rug. <laughs> <laughs> he was around 212 pounds. So Lois Lane, 220. Oh, Harry yeah. yeah, I'm like, who are you guys talking about? Like, <laughs> sorry, Hen- Henry Cavill. Yeah, yeah so t- two hundred about two twenty five. Two twenty five. So the hundred and twenty pound woman is able to lift him and carry him up those stairs. Yeah, yeah that was weird. Yeah, to me too. yeah like, is I isn't Superman like incredibly dense? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I, I mean, he's laughing because of double, on, double on entendre there, folks. I mean, he's physically dense. I love it. Okay, so luckily for us, luckily for us, everyone survived their swimming lessons. They get out from the pool. Superman flies with the Spear of Destiny at uh, Doomsday. He, uh, they're, they're fight, 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 fight. Uh, Batman gets finally one shot in in the fight scene <laughs> and hits a kryptonite bomb on uh, Doomsday. It helps weaken him. Well, it, Batman was busy making the cool poses against buildings. Oh he couldn't fight. That's he true. had to get the right shots. He had to <laughs> pose. Hey, let's be honest, guys. We had to give Wonder Woman some fight time, right? Ugh. I don't know if anyone else noticed amazing. it. They did not use she her is. enough. They did not use her enough. In this movie. No. no, and no, I, no. I noticed it the first movie, or looking back on the first movie, I, I asked my wife about it. If she had noticed, and she didn't. So we went and saw it again. We noticed that throughout the fight, Wonder Woman gets a little less dressed 
every time they show her. Yeah. Her skirt just gets <laughs> a little serious? bit. I didn't notice yeah, that. Her, her, her skirt gets, well, I mean, and it looks like it, throughout the scenes, you can see where it's starting to get like battle torn. Yeah. But it ends up being like where she starts with a skirt and she ends with no skirt. Yeah. And so that's like, why they had to end the, was that, in the fight. Otherwise it would have had neck. to be. A, we gotta have more neck, Bruce. Well, my yeah. my thing neck. was like, was that super necessary that we have to like, like, yeah, like it gets to the point where it looked like Wonder Woman without the skirt because that's what the original yeah. Wonder Woman costume looked like and Okay, yeah, that was cool and a little throwback. Yeah, but was it really necessary to to go there? I don't I don't really think it what, was. What I was disappointed about with Wonder Woman, the only disappointment is she doesn't twirl her lasso. Word. Yeah. She you see her use you I mean she, it, yeah. she you get to see the lasso, but she's not, you know, twirling, twirling it, yeah. She doesn't lasso it. She just throws a rope around somebody. Well, yeah. she didn't even show her doing it that. Didn't, well, did that's it. what I mean. Like, it doesn't ever show her. Like, yeah, I want to yeah. see like cowboy style, yeah, like yeah. whipping that rope yeah, around. Right. Linda Carter can or, do it. Like to like rope the guy and be like, "The lasso compels yeah. you." Yeah. <laughs> Linda Carter did it. It was cool just to see that hero shot of like all three of them in the same frame, yeah. oh, and yeah. you know, looking straight at Doomsday and like it's on, like they're gonna go at it. That and, shot, and, and and I didn't even realize this. You know, the the, the writer whoever was three hundred, mm-hmm. that was. Straight out of three hundred. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That, oh. that that a lot of those scenes were straight out of out of that movie. You know, right. Out of that uh, I, I, genre or whatever, or that, or that cinematic. I thought the CGI, the action, everything was spot on yeah. at the end. It was really exciting. Oh, yeah. It was Especially a great way to end the film. The CGI part where she cuts the car in half with the yeah. sword. Oh my gosh, that yeah. was just like when that was coming. I was like. Perfect. It, it reminds oh, it me. So good. It reminds me a little bit of what we're about to see with X Men Apocalypse with with um what's her name the the new character oh, Psy- Psylocke. 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 Um, how like there's a, in the trailer she cuts a car in half or something like that in that movie. But like um it made me really excited about what we're gonna see in some other movies too. But mm. man, what a great action scene at the end. Speaking yeah. of cutting in half, uh, Superman stabs Doomsday with the sort of the spear of destiny, um, and. When he stabs him, though, Doomsday gets a big fat paw up that has bones coming out of it, and he runs the bones into Superman. It hurts Superman, but luckily Doomsday is dead. But Superman's also dead. So uh, now the next scene, we slow mo sadness. Everyone's sad. Superman's uh, funeral. He has two memorials. As Wonder Woman says in the final little bit. The humans in Metropolis, they only know how to honor him as a soldier. So they have like a basically a soldier's kind of funeral. Got the 21-gun salute. and uh, But on the simple farmer that is Clark Kent is laid to rest on the farm. A horse and buggy. Horse horse and buggy through the through the fields and bagpipes yeah surrounded and by the bagpipes bagpipes so a- clark kent is laid to rest <laughs> oh clark oh clark kent is laid to rest <laughs> and they're talking and sorry um ben affleck sits and stands and talks to uh diana mitchell clark diana whatever her name is prince prince, prince. <laughs> Artist formerly known as Diana Prince, Wonder Woman, <laughs> um, and they're talking, and he says, "You know, uh, we're gonna have to find these other. We need to seek out these other metahuman people." She says, uh, oh, "Because we're gonna have to fight." She says, uh, "Why do you say that?" And he says, "It's just a feeling that he has." 
Because uh, he's Batman. Well, he's ba- he is the smartest man alive. But. Just a feeling, or did he have another vision we just didn't see? Why right? did he just say that? I had a dream that... <clears throat> we'll see it in the DVD release, in the cut scenes. Uh, yes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> they will um, find the, out. The, 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 the fifth dream yeah. sequence? Yeah, the yeah, fifth dream sequence. Diana's yeah. neck. Um, so, so, as they walk away into the wheat fields of Kansas, uh, the, the ground starts to shake a little bit. You hear a little faint heartbeat, and then the dirt begins to levitate over the coffin. For half a second. It's like three if you, frames, yeah. If you blink in that moment, you would never see it. See, and I didn't pick up the heartbeat the first time. Yeah. I'd, see, I don't know what it was or why. It may have just been the theater we were Maybe in. Maybe I had an ear infection when I heard. Maybe there was no heartbeat. Yeah, well, there was a heartbeat, because I heard it the second time, because I was listening for it. But I had to actually sit there and like, wait, wait, wait it's coming. It's actually part of the score. Wait, it is too. actually part of the song. Like It just comes in. Doo-doo, and then goes on and yeah. see because when I first heard it, I guess I just assumed it was part of the music picking up for the end. Does he? Um, there's no, and there's no post credit scenes, correct? No. Yeah, that was weird. Nope. I think they're just trying to do the exact opposite of what Marvel does because every Marvel movie you go to, you can count on a well, post credit scene. Yeah, that's the, you know. that's a subscription for success, right? Did you guys don't wait do what Marvel I'm does? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, we wouldn't want to do that. I'm not yeah. saying I agree with it. I was definitely wanting a, a post credit well, okay. scene. Did you guys sit and wait for the post credit scene? No, we googled no, we it. Googled it and oh, it really? It's like one. we sat for a few minutes and it was like, now nah, we're not sitting the rest of the time. Yeah, other this. people because no, at least like if there you sit through Deadpool, the credits are entertaining because you get a whole another movie during the credits. Right. Yeah. And credit scene. This was just kind of. This is smart to do it that way. Yeah. yeah. I, I read. I'm stealing this from a review that I read online. I wish I could credit it. I don't remember what it was, but they said that um, when Wonder Woman is clicking on files and looking at Flash and Cyborg and stuff like that, that those would have been great for post credit yeah. credits at the end right, of the movie. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, to end the movie with that, send the fans and you know the critics out talking, chattering about, oh, did you, can you believe that last part of where we got to see Cyborg and the Flash? Right. That would that have been scene, amazing. Yeah. And th- that was a great idea. I, I didn't come up with that idea. I read it, but that's that's fascinating. And I, that that uh, then they went a little too far, which I don't agree with. They said that they felt like Wonder Woman clicking on those files broke up the third act, where it, it kind of broke the momentum of it. I'm not sure I agreed there because I, I think it was kind of interesting to see those and then propel it into the third act. Yeah. But um, but they were saying that it would have been better served at the end, and I guess I kind of agree with that part. Yeah, I would have I would have rather seen it as a post credit scene too. Yeah. Uh, Ian, will a Justice League movie succeed? I think so. If not for any other reason other than people will always pay money to see something that's, you know, they've seen previews for throughout the year. Because they're, they're always really good about hyping stuff up. It doesn't matter if they know anything about comic book movies or if they ever saw another Batman movie. It's, oh, it's Batman versus Superman. We have t-shirts. We have posters. Everyone's going to go see it. So it's obviously going to succeed. Is it going to be good? I like to think so. If, Chris, if uh, Zack Snyder's doing it. I think he'll do. I think he'll do a great job. I really do because he did a pretty good with this one. Um, I know there's mixed reviews out there because he tried to put too much in there, but this was a amped up origin story. I mean, that's all it really was. Again, was the origin of seven characters. We only met three. All of. jammed into one. Yeah. All jammed into yeah. one movie. Okay. Pa, who, what actor that you can think of should play Green Lantern, and which Green Lantern? <laughs> Green Lantern. Let's oh. see. Um. He's done the voice a few times. And I'm a huge fan of him. I think Nathan Fillion would be amazing as Green Lantern. I agree with that. 
I mean, just because guy, yeah, would he be Guy Gardner? I could see no. He would definitely he's, be Hal. He's a little old. He's a little old, but you know what? They've already got a guy cast for Hal Jordan. He who, was supposed who, yeah. to be who, actually during the funeral processional when the four planes go by and one of them flies up into the air, like the third one over. And it's supposed to be the. It's supposed to be. No, that's that's also that's a fan rumor. That's supposed to be that. Oh, okay. Well, no, the guy that they had cast for him originally. He's, oh, is that what he said? He tweeted a picture of himself in in like his flight uniform and says Jordan. It, it's just another one of those things. Barbara Gordon was supposed to be in it. It's uh, Jenna it. Malone is who plays her. No. But it's going to be a extra scene on the extended edition or whatever. Jimmy, who is the best Batman to ever play Batman in any incantation of any kind of Christian Batman? Christian Bale. Christian Bale is the best Batman. Except for his stupid voice. <laughs> Batman. But other than that, other than that, it's rock solid. He's the man. We didn't talk yeah. about that. The voice, the voice in this movie was awesome. Yeah. It, it was, yeah. it was basically yeah. they, they kind of Stephen Amell it a little bit, but it was like right. like a mechanized, robo- roboticized version of his own voice. Like he didn't have to like sound yeah. rally. Yeah. It was just like the computer did it for him, and it sounded all. It was great. Yeah. I, 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 I liked it. how they did that. I like yeah. his voice too. But that also brings up. Who is Alfred in this? Because the guy just knows everything about everything, and he's not only like the butler; he's a confidant. He's got it raised him. He's a electronics he's a expert. <laughs> he got younger. He got. Yeah. He somehow got younger. Yeah. And I really like who they got to play yeah, Alfred. And I liked all the parts of Alfred in this movie. He was awesome. I thought it was weird that he was Bruce Wayne's babysitter a lot. You know, like I'll need the suit. No, you can't have the suit. And then Bruce Wayne just takes it. Like, oh, okay, yeah. yeah. That's my life saying. Hey, sorry. You know, and, and I've only been reading Batman since the New 52 came out, so I'm, I'm using that as a frame of reference. But uh, in, the, in the comics, that is his character. Like, Alfred yeah. is this... Um, he has that, a great line in the movie that we just watched um, where he says... Um, you know, Batman says something like, I got to make this planet for, safe for the next generation or for the next generation of Waynes. Right. And, yes. and, and Alfred says, if there is a next generation of Waynes. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and it's, is that kind of cautious of like, he's, he's basically been this guy's nanny since yeah. he was a little boy. Uh, and it almost a father figure to him in a lot of ways. And yeah. so he's trying to protect him. He doesn't, he doesn't actually like the fact that he's Batman. Like he wants him yeah. to stop being Batman right. and, and save himself and, and have a life. And I thought that they did a really good job in the movie of, of making that that um, part of his character from the comics. And um, he doesn't take any crap off of Bruce. For no, the first time, yeah. he's not like, yeah. yes, sir. He's like, look, no, I don't think so. You're stupid if you're going to take on this well, alien. And he really did do a good job, especially like in like the Endgame you know, comic series. That is Alfred like to a T. He's sarcastic about everything Batman tries to say or do. He's just constantly like, I don't want to help you. I'm not doing this stuff for you. And it, it really... This Alfred was spot on with why I think an Alfred should be. Yeah, he was great. He did a great job acting it. Um, will there ever be, Phil, will there ever be an Aquaman movie? Standalone Jason Momoa as Aquaman. I, th- I think they have to, right? I mean, I, the Marvel Marvel Cinematic Universe has, has done this. I mean, everyone got their one-shot movie, and then they brought them all together for the Avengers and, and other ones. Um I'm not sure that people will go see an Aquaman movie, is if that's what you're asking. I, I think it will do okay. I think it will make its money back. Um, I don't think it's going to be as. Batman versus Superman on its opening weekend was the biggest superhero movie of all time as far as gross uh, money making. It made four hundred and twenty-four million dollars or whatever. Um, Aquaman will not do that on its opening weekend. It so won't even come close. It's announced for 2018. Yeah, yeah. I'm interested to find out the uh, budget. If the budget 
What if the budget is a hundred million dollars? It'll make that. It'll make more than that. Well, here, reading it in a comic book, reading an Aquaman comic book, as boring as it is, yes, and horrible as it is, yes. All right, you have a movie, a guy underwater, his realm is underwater. Is it underwater the whole movie? Well, even if it's even if ten minutes of it's underwater, are you gonna have subtitles? Are are you gonna hear his thoughts? What are you gonna do? I mean, because. You know, in the comic books, you're reading the little word balloons when he's underwater, mm. whatever. But we're looking at a live-action movie, you know. Yeah. He's, he's definitely the odd man out for the Justice League um, as far as palatable for an audience. A movie-going audience that cares nothing about comics. Um, I think if Marvel can do the Guardians of the Galaxy, that Aquaman is possible. I just yeah. don't know who's going to direct it. And all uh, that. Zack Snyder, I believe, is the one in charge of Aquaman as well. He did a he did an interview about his Aquaman character, and he did state that it's not going to be the Aquaman that we all remember of him talking to fish. He's looking more into the power set. Having <laughs> yeah. like a heart to heart like, with a dolphin, I want to well, see that. I mean, and that was really like everyone's always a <laughs> tribute, like, nice oh, Aquaman, he can, Aquaman can breathe underwater <laughs> and talk to fish and do these things, but. Like what he's looking at is the Aquaman powers that are past that. He's looking at Aquaman could talk to fish, but he actually had telekinetic powers. He could talk and, command, and control and humans, it. even. Wow. Uh, in wow. one comic book series, he killed, uh, or he did kill him, but the guy committed suicide. One of the bad guys he was fighting because the only thing Aquaman could do at this point was try and control his mind to convince him to stop. And I can't remember what character it was, but the guy ends up offing himself. Wow. Um, but, you know. Aquaman is just as strong as Superman is. Um, he's the only DC character, natural from the Earth DC character, that can actually injure Superman. Um, his trident can actually pierce Superman's skin. Wow. So they're looking at all these things and going by, okay, well, we're going to take Aquaman from the comics and we're just going to make him this you know, bad you know, guy that's just going to destroy some people. And at least that's what he said. If it happens, I don't know. Looking at who he got to play Aquaman, I can think, okay, I can see where he's going. Because I was, I was against Ben Affleck as Batman. I really was. He did change my mind. I really liked him. I'm still against Frank or Mike Momoa. What's his name? Jason Momoa. Jason, Jason Momoa. Momoa. There you go. As, Al- as Aquaman, I, I'm still against that guy as Aquaman. Kyle um, yeah, Kyle but Drago. I think that he'll change my mind on it. But, I mean, it's the same as a cyborg movie. Is there enough cyborg backstory? And if anyone can name one single cyborg-only villain. That's true. Right, yeah. yeah I don't know. See, see, I don't even recall cyborg. Well, he's I mean, fairly he's, 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 he's a fairly universe? new yeah. Okay, yeah. He's, been in, he's been with Teen Titans. He's been most in the his, new 52 yeah. Justice League since issue number one. Yeah. yeah. And they actually did his backstory in issue number one, but... Um, yeah, I, I don't know much about him. People would know him most from Teen Titans, probably. Teen, right. Yeah. Yeah. Teen Titans, or just as a member or, of the Justice League that yeah. was there, you yeah. know, but or the he's, Junior he's, Justice who's League. Who's not Steel. Just so you know, he's not Steel. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's getting his own solo shot movie, right? Uh, Allegedly. I think in also, 2019. Yeah, 2019, Jeez. they confirmed that. Wow. They also confirmed, I believe, the Shazam movie. Yeah. Oh, which will be. <laughs> you know who's in that? The Rock <laughs> is in that. Yeah, but he's Black Adam. Yeah, but he's Black yeah. Adam. Oh, really? Black Adam. Yeah. They gave him a choice to play Shazam or Black Adam, and he chose Black Adam. It's interesting. Huh. What an idiot. <laughs> Whatever. Oh. Anyway, so, guys, good job. Shazam. Okay. We're going to wrap it up. I, we've been at this for a while, but I've really enjoyed it. Like I, Yeah, what a good episode. It's fun. Like I, I thoroughly enjoyed having you guys on and talking. 
Um, anything else you guys want to wrap up with before we before we end? Just anything little snippets? Did we skip over anything in the movie? You guys the, there was a lot that we skipped over as far as like little bits and pieces, like the Robin uniform and the future generations comments and things like that that lead to other areas like oh who was robin okay well it was jason todd obviously um you know oh future generations damian wayne like that's exciting like if they make a damian wayne movie i would be so happy about really that. <laughs> yeah oh yeah it, because it's the son of him and talia and he becomes batman oh sorry for anyone who doesn't read the it's comic okay. books he right. does become batman whenever bruce wayne dies in the damian wayne comic books okay. the new ones not so much but uh, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, I would like to have seen some more of, because this is Batman's, you know, 10 years after, you know, Jason Todd's death is when this is set. So 10 years after his last Robin uh, that he had. and Which says a lot about how far in the future this must be compared yeah. to the, you know, the Dark Knight Rises. Is that right? Uh, last movie yeah. of the Dark Knight series. yeah. Dark Knight Rises, the the one with Bane. Yes, with Bane. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, so it, it says that this is like, is it two decades? Technically, yeah. after that, it have to be. I mean, how old was this Robin? I, was well, out in the actually, field? I would it's say not, they're not even. It, tied it together. doesn't have anything to yeah. do with the Bane at all. Yeah, the the Dark Knight uh, or Batman Begins and the ones that follow that and this movie are completely separate. Yeah, no ideas. tie in at all from what I said. Yeah, uh, well, that makes me sad. Thomas Wayne went out like a champ. He did. First time he didn't just lay down and die. He that is threw true. that threw the fist of cuffs up. Thank, thank you, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. That is true. Yeah. That was cool. <laughs> okay. Um rate it one to one hundred. Okay. Normally we do horribles. One to five horribles. We don't all agree that this is horrible. So one to one hundred. Uh ready Ian go. Uh I'll give it a firm. 85. Pretty good. Phil? I was, I was going to go 80. Yeah. Jimmy? 25. Yeah! <laughs> and that's only only because of the, the, the what I talked about, the comparison to the, the cinematic quality, the type with uh, compared to 300. Yes. Um, and Wonder Woman. Yes. That, that's it. I'm just happy you got some points. You did <laughs> get some points. I'm going to give it a 90. 90. I'm going with a, uh, I was going to say an 82. But now I'm going to say a 77 because of that horrible fact you just told me that it's not even supposed to have anything to do with <laughs> the Dark Knight. With the, I mean, I've already complained about the TV universe not being included. Then why would I even care? I don't even care about this movie now. <laughs> Next week's episode on the Horror Movie Podcast is going to be straight up horrible movie, Batman vs. Superman. <laughs> because they didn't even tie it together? <laughs> what? Yep. Why? <laughs> Why? Yeah, the Man of Steel is like the first movie in yeah. like the new. Oh shoot me! Yeah, DC with Universe. a Kryptonite bullet. Arrow, <laughs> Kryptonite arrow. Arrow from yeah. Green from Green Arrow. <laughs> yeah. Not they'll recap. Here's what's gonna happen. Here's what's gonna happen. They're gonna have Green Arrow in in it. They have a very obviously tip top shaped Stephen Amell who looks like a Hollywood movie star who can act. Fairly much, pretty much like a Hollywood movie star. He's going to be in Turtles. He's going to be in the second Turtle yeah, movie. Yeah. He can do this. You know what? We're not going to cast him. We're going to cast 
Jaden Smith as Green Arrow in the Batman versus Superman Justice League movie. We'll Jaden, come on along. I don't want to, Dad. Your dad's not in this movie. What? Who are you talking about? Suicide they're, squad. they're actually going to introduce Green Arrow in the Batman standalone movie that's being written and directed by Ben Affleck. And most likely... It'll be Matt Damon. Yeah! Yes! Are you serious? Thank you're joking, you joking, right? Yeah. No, no. I'm not joking that Ben Affleck oh, is no. writing Damn. and directing the new Batman movie, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. the fact that it's going to be Matt Damon, yeah, it's... And, it, it's uh, and they're going to have Bostonian accents. Oh, yeah, it's 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 good Batman hunting. <laughs> oh. it's, the, it's Batman, good Batman hunting. Oh, is, my uh, gosh. The, the, the subtitle for that. So. All right. Well, guys, this has been a beautiful episode. I've enjoyed it. I, I hope you guys have enjoyed it. If not, I bought you pizza. And uh, yeah, yeah. you only you only <laughs> lost about an hour and a half of your life. So, um, thanks for being on, guys. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having You're us. You're awesome. Guys, download and share. Download, rate, review. That helps us so much. Go on iTunes, rate and review the Horror Movie Podcast. Uh, that helps us a lot. We've been on the news, new and noteworthy now for like two weeks on the TV side because people will go on and review. So review and rate helps us out a lot. Tell a friend. Uh, Ian told us that he told a friend earlier. I did. Do you have a friend? He has a friend. Well, <laughs> they were playing Call of Duty. And he's told these guys that do Call of Duty videos on YouTube. Hey, tag, tag Horror Movie Podcast on your uh, Call of Duty video. He's doing a good job. Way to go. You know what? 79%. I'm giving this movie a 79% oh, now. You scored. Uh, <laughs> you because scored I can, <laughs> I can, and I will be bought. Do you hear that, Affleck? I did that for you. Good job, Ben. Um, follow us on Twitter, at One Horrible Movie. Go to our Facebook, like our Facebook page. Uh, we're going to be at the Lebanon Megacon on uh, April 30th. Uh, we're going to be at Planet Comic Con May the 21st. Uh, come on down. Support the horror, your lo- come, come support your local podcast. Thanks a lot. And good night, everybody. See you later. And you got a pretty neck. See ya. Bye. <laughs> you got a pretty neck. You got a pretty, <laughs> you got a pretty neck there, <laughs> Wonder Woman. Stop.